cut through the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? If you're drowning and I throw you a life jacket, would you grab it? Yes, good. Pick up 200 shares. I won't let you down. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Ask them how they'd like to see 30, 40% returns. What are they gonna say? No? I don't wanna see those returns? Where's the money, Lebowski? You're gonna make a lot of money, right? Be aggressive. Learn how to push. Show them a 3% return. I'll trust you to watch his kids for the weekend. I'm a big fan of money. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I did not know that. That's it. I'm done. Welcome to Big Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Allen, Andrew on the board. SP Futures up four, and NASDAQ Futures down four. Dow Futures up 23, so not much going on after another big day in the NASDAQ. Cannot get enough of these. Anything, if we put if we put artificial intelligence on a bumper sticker on Kevin's car, they'd buy the car at Big Doe, and they might even want Kevin too. What do you think? I'm for sale. Yeah, well. For, for the right price. Well, absolutely. Just a question of price, the old joke. The old joke. The, the darn, darn right. Yeah, we're just, <laughs> God. The, uh, anyway, but that's, uh, but you, you can't. The combination of not very many market makers, not a whole lot of standing orders, people, well, momentum trading into these stocks, they're just running like there's no tomorrow. I mean, it's, uh, God, Kevin, I've, I've read about this from in uh, in the past, from before I was old enough to know about the markets, and I've seen it in my lifetime, and it, it never ends. It never ends. It was cloud, it was uh, internet, it was, uh, everything was going to be internet, there wasn't going to be a bank building. Um, it was 2000, it was 2008, it was, I'm not saying, you know, again, I don't, these stocks may go a lot higher, but, uh, I mean, there's just, there's only going to be, no, no matter what happens, NVIDIA's never going to have a competitor. It's the only place, right? Uh, Microsoft, oh man, they're, they're in this A1. Uh, artificial intelligence, AI, A1, AI, A1 is a steak sauce. Um. Uh, uh, but but a a one AI could probably be interesting. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah. It, it, it can learn about your taste buds and and adapt the uh, flavor of the steak. I would I would pay for that. Yeah, I just uh, I know we talk about it maybe you know maybe too much, but I'm constantly listening. Yesterday was uh, Fed speak all over the place because we had the dollar. And what's the dollar doing today? The dollar is uh, actually down a hair, but it's but it's been up like pretty strong, two three percent over the last couple of weeks, which is Cause uh, gold to go flying down, I and mean, now it's up a little bit today. But still, it's down eight hours from its high. Uh, I mean, the the idea, you know, from uh, when we were youths, the idea of having a bunch of Fed people out every day making contradictory statements. When you've had a Fed that has had a few people that have had to resign, that two people had to resign because they were trading ahead of the stuff. I mean. I don't, I don't, you know, we've been talking kind of about the uh, somewhat of a morality play all week, and I honestly don't see any, anything changing anywhere. It's, it's it, we, we, I almost feel like, you know, I, I'm a Luddite. If I'm not cheating, I'm not trying. I just, I mean, I don't, I can't do that, Kevin, but I'm looking around, and it's, uh, you know, if you don't have an edge now, you don't get anywhere. It doesn't appear, does it? So, uh, so is there a solution to that? Um, uh, do, you know, we, are, are we going to have uh, Don Quixote just tilt uh, windmills, or uh, is, is there a real way to deal with this at some point? And when we talk about it from the political standpoint, and the need for a political leader, and we and, and and we keep learning more and more each week lately about how 
there is no way that you can buck the system in the political world. You're you're just going to get screwed. You know, the levers of law enforcement will be leashed upon you. So where do we go from here? Um, well, the law enforcement has become only if they don't like you, only if they feel like it, only if they whatever it is. Um, well, they, they're, that's that's the that's the local level law enforcement. I'm talking about you know like the uh, federal law enforcement. Well, that, that's even worse. I mean, who who's a monopolist? Who isn't? You know, who who get, name me anybody close to anything that's had an insider trading case. The people that had it are people from Hong Kong or someplace. You know, I mean, it's right. incredible. I mean, it's I don't know. I mean. It, I don't know. Just like, like but, you but, but it's it's worse than that, and it's it's more at a more basic level than that, because what we're really talking about is things like, um, you, you know, you want to you want to protest, uh, or you want to become a a protester. There, there was a, a video this week released anti-abortion protester. So two FD, F, uh, FBI uh, agents go to her parents' house. Why? Just to intimidate. Knock on the door. Is she here? No, she doesn't live here anymore. She hasn't lived here for years. They have this all recorded on their uh, their doorbell system, you know, their ring uh, um, uh, security system. Um, uh, well, g- can you tell us where she lives? I mean, this is, you know, they don't have a warrant. They don't have any reason. They're just out there to start and say, we just, she's not in trouble. We just have questions to ask her. Oh, nonsense. You're just there to intimidate. Oh, sure. You're just, you, you know, you're there to just give that, uh, you know, it's like, uh, um, what, what was the movie with uh, uh, Robert De Niro as the uh, father and um, oh, uh, uh, Ben Stiller and, uh, uh, you know, was uh, uh, wanted, to, wanted to marry his daughter and I can't, I can't remember um, the, the title of the movie, but, you know, Robert De Niro always talking about, uh, you know, giving him the old uh, point to his eyes and the name at you, you know, that, that thing. We're watching you. We got, we're on you. You know, it, it's, uh, this is, this is just thug stuff. Well, Kevin, there's always and, been, when you... So, I mean, we're, we're taking this, you know, it, it's, it's, it's at a different level than it has been in the past. And it, it just, it drives me nuts. The question I'm, I'm searching for, the answer, I have the question, is, two questions, actually. Is it worse than it's ever been? And is it just a reflection of society, or is it society's watching that and saying... I mean, I read a, a really nice article, of course, I, I'm cleaning up, I haven't spotted it, but uh, had to do with, you talk about a government that is... Uh, you know, this is before the inflation crap and everything else where people are getting caught, I think, without not being their fault. But um, you look at the government level, and this guy drew an amazing parallel to cities and states and certainly the federal government that are X percentage ahead of their, essentially, ex- receipts and their expenditures. And he did a, a, an amazing, somehow, chart, which I could never have done, through various levels of society and the debt levels that people have there and how they're living essentially beyond their means and it's almost the exact same number as the government he said so it's it's very it's really hard to have people that can't wait to get the boat they can't afford or the car they can afford you don't see that much that much after covid i don't think but <clears throat> for a while it was a lot and and, uh, no, I think we, I think we did, and yeah. but, but lately we're not because yeah. that's part of the that that's the first wave of the economic slowdown. Right, and uh, but it, the point was is that the the governments are pretty close to uh, 
exact same number, but that, 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 that but that's kind of a you can use the gross numbers on that. But I, I wonder, can why why is there so much inconsistency? When I, well, only stories of my travels. I always went got a truck, right? So I'm driving this Bronco home, which I couldn't wait to sell as soon as I got it home. Anyway, so I'm in this little town in uh, Pennsylvania. My one of my clients, I call him up from the road, or he calls me. He goes, "Hey, <clears throat> don't be an idiot. Stop it. Well, <clears throat> don't be an idiot for the day. Uh, stop in one of these. Uh, you know, I've been stopping a hotel on the side of the road in ages. So he's stopping one of the rest stops." And pick up a, one of the booklets, and you'll see a coupon in there. And I'm going, what do you mean a coupon? Well, I go in there, and there's this Holiday Inn and Suites in uh, Claren- Clarendon, Pennsylvania, which is almost exactly between, like, New York, New Jersey, Providence, and Chicago. So, like, and it, so I get the coupon. The coupon's, like, for $70. So the room, instead of being 150 a night, was, like, was like 80 So I walk up, and I go, yeah, I'd like a room, and... By the way, I have a coupon. Well, where is it? Well, it's in the car. Well, go get it. <laughs> they took 80 bucks off the room or something. Like, I couldn't believe it. Why you would have a coupon for that much money? But anyway, so I go to a bar, minding my own business. And, uh, as talk, usual. As usual. And so I talking to this very nice lady. And I said, well, are you here with somebody? And she goes, well, I'll be here with my brother's coming in a bit. My brother shows up. And, of course, even though she was nice and attractive, I might add, I immediately stopped talking to her. The brother was fascinating. He was a... A city manager for like two or three of the t- towns. There's a lot of there's a lot of city manager systems in Pennsylvania, and uh, he was a city manager in like three or four of the towns, and he was on the board of a couple others because they selected him. He's really knowledgeable guy, and he said, "You know, <clears throat> once we got to know each other, he goes, Tom, you know, the odd part is how inconsistent it all is.'" And I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "I manage in one town where they, you know, it's of whatever how many thousand people, fifteen, twenty, whatever," and uh, he says, "You know, they." They always had their heads screwed on straight. Their pension was almost exactly what they funded. They don't owe anybody a dime. The town won over. He goes, I don't know where their math was. They keep giving guys pensions like the money was coming out of the air. They got nothing but debt. <laughs> the place is a, a bleep hole monetarily, and I'm trying to straighten it out. He goes, they're right next to each other. He goes, there's no consistency whatsoever across the board. I, I was really stunned to hear that. But, I mean, it seems to me, Kevin, that there's always been, I'll say, two types of people in the world. Uh, well, what, what do they say on the trading floor? There's three types of people in the world. There's, there's the people that make things happen, the people that watch things happen, and the rest wonder what happened or something like that, which, which, is, which is pretty. But, I mean, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that expression. <laughs> but, like, you drive down the, the expressway. You and I have been driving down the expressway for a long time. And all of a sudden, a cop pulls somebody over, which you don't even see anymore, but they did. Some percentage of the population, me included, will always say, wow, they're out today, I better really watch myself. And there's others say, there's only one cop, he's got that guy, it's a free reign and they speed up. <laughs> right? But it, it's just a difference in mentality, it's not a color thing, it's not a race thing, it's just some people are one way and some are the other. And uh, and I think what you and I might look at a a Phil Graham, with Wendy Graham was on the Enron board, and of course never got spanked for it because she was the head of like governance or something, wasn't she? I mean, some something ridiculous. Place goes under, she's untouched, and then uh, who's the who's the who's the Secretary of Tra- Transportation under what's McConnell's wife's name? Uh, uh, Elaine Chao. Yeah, she was uh, she was on the board of a of a bank. Was it Bank America that did all the bad stuff and got all the fines, or was it Wells Fargo? Wells Fargo. I think. That was Wells Fargo. Yeah, and I mean. 
and you sit there and go, this must be like a one-off or anything. And now you see it everywhere in Washington. You see Pelosi's husband. You see the chief justice's wife. You see, all the all the significant others are making a fortune in jobs that even if they're bright, and I'm not saying these people are dumb, even if they're bright, they would probably never have that job if the hubby wasn't somewhere or the or the wife wasn't somewhere. And nobody. And it, yeah, it, you you don't know who the brains behind which career is. Is it you know is yeah. is, is Elaine Chao the the brains behind McConnell's career or is or is it vice versa? I don't know. Did you ever uh, see the? I, I got to having, having listened to McConnell enough, I tend to I tend to think she's the brains. Well, I get to, there's this thing. I got a, there's a Winston Churchill. There's a picture of him walking across the street with his wife, and evidently, the wife had just been talking to a guy who was a street worker or something. And uh, he says, what are, you, what are you talking to that guy for? And she goes, I used to date him. And Winston says, well, if you'd have married him, you'd have been the wife of a street cleaner. And she goes, no, if I'd have married him, he'd have been the premier or <laughs> prime minister. <laughs> and you wonder which is true, actually. I mean, I mean, there's a little truth in both sides there, I think. I, you know, I don't know. But, you wonder, but I, I don't know who, who could stand up and say, stop it. Is anybody clean? Or what puts this way? If anybody is clean, could he ever get there? I, I really thought that. Uh, yeah, or could could you just get framed anyway? So well, plus even let's, you let's, know because we've we've seen that even though e- even though I would never I would not uh, say Trump is clean, but he still got framed. Oh sure, <laughs> so. without a doubt. I mean, there there is there is no question. As much as I you know I, I abhor the man, there's no question that when he with his big mouth. Uh, he didn't. He didn't do it right, Kevin. I mean, he he told everybody he was going to go up there and drain the swamp. Well, let's just say the alligators are ready for him. Is that a fair statement? Well, and, and and what did Schumer say? You can't go after law enforcement. They've got I don't know how many ways till Sunday to uh, to uh, uh, to get you. You know that that was his own words when he was talking about Trump. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know I don't know what it would almost take. What it would take a marshal. I mean. It would take something very un-American because I don't see this getting fixed through the system. I don't see the f- the system fixing itself. If Chicago goes down to two million people, I don't hope we don't. But if they if they did, I can't imagine the city council having a meeting saying we don't need fifty aldermen anymore. I mean, there's no there's no self-policing anywhere of these places. The only time I thought something was very well self-policed was the was the trading floors. Because it meant money to everybody, and if somebody cheated, they took money from somebody, and people didn't want that. They wanted it fair, or else they, they didn't want anybody gaming the system because they'd be the one being gamed. But I don't, I don't see how anybody could could rear up and do this. It almost would take a, you know, a, I don't know what it would take. I don't even want to suggest what it would take. But I don't, I don't, I don't see how you can. Uh, it, it, it's been so crooked for so long, and now, now I. I well, uh, and, and going back on law, law enforcement, Tom, too, it, it used to be, I think, and maybe this, maybe I'm full of crap on this, it wouldn't be a first, but um, but I, I tend to think that, you know, you can go back to Hoover and, and everything that he had going on and all of the, uh, you know, all of the people who were compromised and, and, and that Hoover had, uh, you know, records on, that was pretty much contained to the Washington political world, and then and and the the high level activists, you know. But but I don't remember ever this notion of 
well, we're just going to intimidate people. That we're, you know, they they uh, they had a, um, uh, they they did data mining on Twitter to find out uh, when uh, when even even religious based uh, abortion protests were going to happen, and they showed up. And you know this, you know, if you're worried about it getting unruly in any way, that's something for local law enforcement. If you're looking to squelch what they have to say and to get dirt on people and to you know to try and do that then then you want the fbi in there investigating well you know what yeah let's let's infiltrate you know catholic churches because we know catholics are against abortion this all becomes this agenda stuff and you know the one way to think about this is you think about all the all the crap that we're getting you know where everything is about transgender rights you know, we add another L L G B T Q. We add another letter to that list every yeah. every week. It seems like that. See, it, it used to be that we could do we could do class warfare, but that's kind of run its course yep. because we're running out of middle class to uh, to have class warfare. So you know, it, 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 I don't know if you heard uh, uh, heard or read Biden's speech at Howard University. Um, he, he gave a commencement speech. First of all, it was all a political speech, and second, it was all about you know white supremacists, white suprem. See, if if we can fan it, fan the flames from a race standpoint, from a you know, yeah. and, and yeah. all of these other well, uh, aggrieved minority standpoints, if we can do that, this is how the communists did a revolution in in, uh, in Russia. This is this is what we're doing today is we're dividing is is was biden really out there trying to start a race war because he couldn't have done much better at it um uh, than he did in that speech well I, the whole abortion thing and i sure don't want to run down that road but i it, it that of course that to me has reached the stage where uh i'm not going to uh as to whether it should be a secular thing or a religious thing i mean i i think in it for us at some point uh Abortion should be legal to a certain area. Now, when I say legal, there's people now that they've crossed the line to where abortion is a good thing. How the hell is getting pregnant with a, with a baby you don't want and essentially carving it out of yourself? How is that a positive experience for anybody? I mean, it may be necessary, or something might. I mean, you, you may want to do it, and then those. But I mean, how is that? When I when I, when I learned about birth control pills in in 1967, for God's sake, when I was in biology in high school, the thought that 70 years later, 60 years later, that we would have a bazillion unwanted pregnancies, Kevin, never even crossed my mind that we, we would be having this kind of a debate today. Now, I'm not accusing anybody, I'm not making any sort of a, but I'm saying the, the, the idea that this is, that people actually think that this is, it's crossed over into being not, not a right of the, of the lady up to a certain point, which I'm not going to disagree with, but I the idea that this is a very positive experience. How, how did we get there? I, I don't know, but see, Tom, that's not the that's not the issue per se. The issue is that you just expressed an opinion about it, and if that opinion goes against the current uh, the the current political power structure, you're a target. Oh yeah. That's well, I, the problem right now. That's the the bigger problem. Well, I, I, yeah, there is a whole interesting and long and long standing conversation to have about abortion. That's not really the point. The point I'm trying to make is that your opinions will now get you sure, investigated. Sure, without a doubt. And I and, and I have uh, and you 
you go about this. You and I talk a lot of times about the same problem, and I have for some reason I'm locked into my economic background. I I I've said this on you know many occasions over a, over an adult beverage or maybe in a cup of coffee. I don't I don't know I don't know how this it kicks into this prosecutorial discretion that Lou's always talking about. I can't handle when when you become a U.S. attorney someplace, you essentially are in charge of the FBI agents in your area, correct? I think you are. Yeah, you, I, I don't know the structure. But you can of that. sort of direct them. I don't know whether you're fully in charge of who shows up and what time. I don't know about that. But the idea that starting from Otto Kerner to George Ryan to Blagojevich, I think there needs to be some from the top. The FBI is supposed to do a real lot of things. Bank stuff. They're supposed to, they're people that are supposed to be, I think, doing a lot of this internet crime. Uh, they're supposed to be doing a lot of this uh, where, where people, you know, trying to get money out of old ladies by telling them they're, you know, on porn sites and stuff, and uh, sometimes they actually get something. Uh, I mean, I want I want my FBI, if I'm in charge, if I have 100 guys there, which is probably too many, but I'll use an example, I want 25 guys on uh, Internet crime. I want 25 guys on banks. I mean, I don't, I don't know the structure. I mean, I, I mean I, I'm not smart enough to know that. But I want, there's a whole lit uh, buffet of stuff these guys are supposed to be doing. I want somebody doing all of them. I don't, I don't want the, uh, the, the states or the U.S. attorney, because of his future political career, to have 80% of these guys working on taking down Blagojevich. You never even, he was so incompetent, he never even got a dime from anybody. I don't, I don't want that. And yet, I've seen it happen here how many times in Illinois? You, you want law enforcement to serve the citizens, you yes. crazy boy. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, if it turns out we got a crooked governor, well, yeah. But I, it's all about, you know, Jim Thompson having a life of uh, God knows what on top of the world for putting a guy in jail. I don't even know if he was guilty. I mean, George Ryan almost got a peace prize. I mean, I'm not saying he didn't, he didn't deserve something. But and Ben Blagojevich served time in jail and he never even got money for it. I mean, I mean, I mean compare him to half of the other bozos in Washington trading that stuff. I, they deserve jail maybe more than... Uh, I mean, anybody really think that, that somebody to give out a Senate seat isn't going to get something back for it? I mean, in today's world? I mean, really? So I, I don't... And then they had two trials that cost how much money? I mean, I, I have a real problem with that, Kevin. I always have. I mean, it's an economic issue. And what you're saying on top of it is even worse. You're intimidating people along the line as well. SP Futures up nine. Yeah, it's not be- economic always. It's political, right? Too. Oh yeah, but they all but they come together, right? SP Futures up ten. NASDAQ Futures up seventeen. Looks like another update so far. Be right back, Stacks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks.
Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks. Jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here. Right now. Hello and welcome to Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom Andrew on the board. SP Futures up 11, NASDAQ Futures up 15. We certainly don't see any selling going on here this morning. Uh, after a huge up day like yesterday, just to review, we we'll might as well cheer again this morning if you're along. Yesterday, uh, Dow was up uh, 115, but the SP was up 39, NASDAQ up 188. It's after a couple of good days in a row. Uh, over in Europe, we've got the DAX up 115.7%. As, uh, they're back to some. Uh, I think they're back to like highs almost before COVID or something. Uh, FTSE up 32.4. I'll check on that. Talk Monday. Uh, CAC around up 54.7%. So the w- world is, uh, is gleeful here. Nikkei up 234, up 8.8%. Hang Seng down 276, 1.4%. These guys definitely are going to a beat of a different drummer lately. Uh, Shanghai down 13.4%. Uh, the bonds. Uh, one change at 3.66. So the bi- Interest rates keep going up, but the market keeps going up. One. Up seven basis points, 2.48. Uh, Japan up two to uh, 0.41. Still not as close to the 0.5 at the top as they, as they were a while ago, but they're creeping back up again. Uh, we have oil up 82 cents, 72.76. Still uh, nowhere near the, uh, the the 110 number that we keep saying we're going to. We don't, we don't seem to be showing any signs of that. Brent up 81 cents, 76.67. Natural gas down a penny, 257. Our Bob up a penny, 258. We've got gold, which has really been struggling lately. A little bit of a dead cat bouncer today, up 550, 
1965. Still down about eh, 75 hours on a week, maybe. Silver up a dime, 23.72. That's been getting its butt kicked too. Copper up four cents, 3.73. We've got Bitcoin up 123, but under 27,000, 26,849. And the cause of a lot of this is the U.S. dollar is actually down a little bit today, but the euro is down to under 1.08. It was 1.11. So that's you know that's 3.2 percent. In a currency is a big move in a month. I mean, it's a massive move. Uh, the pound is 124. It was over 120. I think it made it to 127. So not quite as big a move there, but uh, still something. Andrew, what do you have for us? Traffic weather sports. All right. It is a 637 here in Chicago on May the 19th. Starting off with some sports, just some hockey, or excuse me, just some baseball here today. Uh, the White Sox lost to the Guardians in their game 3-1. to one. Over in Chicago, the weather today is currently 63 degrees. 63 degrees, pretty warm morning. You have partly sunny skies, and weather's going to be a little bit all over the place today. Going to have a slight chance of rain. Looks like about 17% at most, and that's around 10 a.m. Going to have a high of 72 today, and that's going to hit around 4 p.m. Over in Phoenix, they're at 75 degrees currently, clear skies. They're going to have a high of 90 degrees around 5 p.m., and looks like a little bit of rain around there too, about 43% chance of rain also around 5 p.m. Now finally for Chicago traffic, uh, roads are looking pretty good today, especially if you're coming in from the south side. Uh, on the north, if you're coming through that Kennedy construction, there is some delays from about Foster Avenue going to about Kedzie Avenue, uh, but at this point that kind of seems about business as usual. So looking pretty good today, other than that. That's all I got. Back to you, Chief. Um, Kevin, I just I actually remembered what we were talking about before the break, which is unusual for me. I usually think about something else during the break. <laughs> um, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this question. We'll go south side. We'll ask you. Uh, let's, let's take the, the FBI visit to the, the lady's parents. All right, so let's, let's say it's 100% true, whoever wrote the article. And the, and it it wasn't the article. I watched the video. Okay, so I'm, I'm just saying let's... Assume for a second, it's and I don't reason, I don't have any reason to believe it's not 100 percent true. What you're saying, let's assume it is, and and the and the uh, shall we say the reason for doing it are exactly what you're saying. I don't see any reason to dispute you on this at all. Um, where in in, in, our, in our version of a slightly more perfect world, I'm never going to say perfect. Where where does the pushback start? I mean, is it? If we had a, um, a president who like maybe read the paper or something and stuff, if he him picking or somebody in his in his group sh- shipping him this video and for him reading the video, going, "What the bleep?" Him picking up the phone and calling the attorney general and say, "What is this?" And then the attorney general saying, "I can't believe my guys are doing stuff like that." Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Does it come from the attorney general getting a memo from somebody or an email or something? Does it come from? the FBI agents that were told to go out there and then they say to their boss, well, by the way, Joe or Jane, what do these people do? Oh, nothing. We're just checking in on them. And, and would they say, I'm not doing that. That's not my job. But it's probably not. Where, where some, or is it the people who watch the video like you getting pissed off and going kind of viral and some newspaper guy uh, like people like we used to have being a, a you know, Woodward with the other guy's name writing some big thing about how many times this has happened in the last four weeks and how the hell is it happening in a, in a essentially a, a democratic society. Where, where exactly 
should this pushback start from? I mean, it seems like it could, it could start at any at any spot here, and it doesn't start anywhere. Well, I, I really don't want to steal Carl's thunder on that because the article he posted this morning uh, really speaks directly to that. Um, so, uh, but but I'll. I'll give you one of the punchlines, uh, contemplate what would have happened if in response to every single demand for a mandate of any sort over the last three years, the response was one word, no. Wear a mask? No. Take the shot? No. Show up at 5 a.m. to stock shelves when the guy next door is smoking bongs and hurling empty beer bottles out the window because we're paying him $600 a week to stay home with uh, uh, out of your tax money? No. And going on and saying you know and, and he talked about this you know not until not until all those workers would say no not until i can go have a beer after work with my friends like i always have you know it, it's it, okay so it, it's it's a very root level idea of how we push back but in terms of you know whether the problem is what level the problem is in law enforcement it is top down that's the you know that's a big problem is that it starts at the top and everybody likes to say oh all the field agents though they're really you know it, it's just the, the people running the show nonsense yeah because you're right somebody at some point has to say no just like Carl documented with you know uh, noted with citizens where we have to start saying no and mass it's not 20 people in a town saying no it's the whole damn town saying no we're not going to do that and you know honestly um living in a a a smaller town in uh um in michigan a lot of people did do that oh yeah and you know that because uh the, we we met up at a place in indiana <laughs> once and we've and and uh in certain neighborhoods in chicago where they just blew off this whole idea of the mask mandate and all of that kind of stuff and they did say no and as long as you stayed under the radar you were okay we needed that you know as a society we need that to be very public and very pervasive i uh I'm I'm surprised. I'm really not surprised looking back on that uh, because we you know obviously we were doing the show all the way through it. I'm surprised, Kevin, not at the initial thing. I mean, there 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 are people that you know, and I'm going to say me included, uh, and to a certain extent, you and Carl as well. And that maybe not where something shows up like this looks like it's pretty friggin' bad. Uh, people in nursing homes are dropping like flies. Nobody wants to go near an old person because they're going to be accused of killing them if you do. Uh, and for the first week or two to figure out what we were dealing with, maybe even three weeks, I didn't really have a big problem with what I consider to be somewhat of an overreaction. But as time went by, and, and it appears that some people were winning and some people were losing, again, dropping back to my, my money thing, when, when Target's selling blue jeans and yet the Kevin blue jean store is still closed, I started to get this really weird feeling about this whole mess. But early on, to shut things down for a week or two to see what we had going for us and then use our head to come out of it as best we can. Okay, look, we got to lock down these nursing homes. We know about that. we got to do this, we got to do that. But this other stuff, we really don't. I mean, regular people aren't, aren't some people reacted poorly. I mean, if you had diabetes, you were in big trouble. I mean, what I'm saying, it, it, the, the, then it, it immediately became an us versus them. And it never should have been allowed to be that. I mean, it was, you're either with the side of not giving people COVID or you're not. There, there never was any logic in the whole mess that I could see. And that, that's the part that really, the first week or two, I'm not so sure, Kevin, you and I might not have 
taken those steps, but we would have been, as fast as we possibly could, we'd have pulled back on them. And all of a sudden, now this became, some people are making money on this, some people aren't. We're going to wait for a vaccine. By the way, we're giving all these vaccine companies all this money. We gave how much million dollars? Five or six of them never even came up with a vaccine. And uh, you know, it, it became a total goat bleep. I mean, to where... You, you, you'd think that the... Um, uh that Alex Azar, who was in charge of all of this, would have come from the pharmacy companies the yeah. way it unfolded, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm not so sure. He well, did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I, he, you know, he was he was a Merck exec. So, but how do you? But how does a citizenry that, that genuinely, I mean, genuinely likes to think you vote for people that are trying to do the job? You like to think that officer friendly is still there somewhere. I mean, you think when the guy comes by and he picks up your garbage, he does a nice job. You get on the bus, the guy or lady driving the bus is usually amazingly cordial, does a nice job, doesn't bang into people or cars. I mean, the, the people want to believe that the people you have there are at least trying to do the right thing. It's really hard. I mean, I, I'm, only people accuse me of every time I see somebody who I think is kind of crooked, I, you know, money-wise, and the, the people that are involved in, you know, road construction and things like that, it doesn't surprise me at all. They all, they all got money. I mean, because the, the price we pay is way too high. But, I mean, I, I don't necessarily get a lot of agreement with that, Kevin. And I'm not calling every person. Yeah, well, first of all, okay, there's a lot to unpack in there. Yeah. For, for, but the, the first thing is there never was real data that, would, that supported the actions that we took. And that continued to be true even as we piled on the actions that we took. So, to me, it's incumbent on those who want to restrict rights to actually uh, um, have have the uh, the supporting you know, the supporting data, and even at that, I'm not so sure I'm going to let them do that. Uh, you know, I, I like what uh, Christy Noem did in in South Carolina. She said, or excuse me, South Dakota. You know, it was we're going to trust our people to take care of themselves how they see fit, and that's how that's how it was left in that I, state. I think they that- never locked down. So yeah, I I think there's you know I think that's that's part of it, and that's a, a you know that was pretty good leadership to do that. But aside from that, Tom, it's 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 really more than that because sure, way more than that. It, it it is it, it is incumbent on people to educate themselves rather than to be sheep. But we are so poorly educated that people don't know people don't know how to read a graph. People don't know what to do with numbers. They don't know the difference between data and information. Uh, you know, so you know, and and people aren't interested in developing that expertise in themselves because we were so preoccupied with stupid well, the, stuff. The data that was there, Kevin, uh, this might be old history, but the data that was there, I don't know why, but I was reading a bunch of stuff about Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Um, out of the first, however many people died, 66% of them, percent of them were in nursing homes. Right. So, so it, does that justify locking everybody else down? No, but I'm saying it. No, it, it, it wasn't justified. And, and and that was the the Great Barrington de- uh, uh, Declaration, uh, where where they t- said, you know, we need to focus our attention on the people, the most vulnerable populations, which is mostly older people, and uh, uh, people and the people in the nursing homes. And we knew that. We knew that from, uh, you know, from God was it, what was it April? No, uh, February. Um, it was before the march. The uh, uh, the nursing home in Washington uh, that was you know kind of the uh, uh, almost the ground zero in the Northwest, and we we knew it and ignored it, and instead imposed all kinds of other things because 
I don't know if it's because we panicked or because it's just sinister or if it's well, both. Something, well, I, I have a, a special bitch about the thing in the sense that I was I had some issues at the time, some health issues, and thank God it appeared to be gone, long gone. Uh, and I had to go for a test in the hospital, and I caught COVID long before there was a vaccine. And I was one of the lucky ones, even though I'm a little bigger and older. Uh, I, I, had, I didn't even really, I mean, I barely knew I had it. But I had to go get a, t- get a test for to get into a procedure, and they said, oh, my God, you got it. I didn't even believe them. So 10 days later, I went to my doctor, and he says, give me, give me yourself 10 days. Come on in. We'll, we'll check for the antibodies. And sure enough, there they were blinking along. And I'm going to say that nobody knew how long the antibodies were going to last. Now, Carl actually thinks that I was reading something over in, in Europe, which you can never get anything like here, Kevin. Some people were keeping tabs on how long the antibodies in people, because you didn't know, because it, it was a new disease, basically. They were up to 8 weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks. Uh, the antibodies were going fine, and I, and I, I think they might have lasted, you know, I don't know, a couple of years probably. I, I don't know where, because of course now I, I couldn't find the article anymore to study whether somebody bleep can the study or not. So my, my thought was, okay, we've had this really bad thing happen. Now we've had probably... Three million people that have already had it and have thankfully survived. Why can't they go to work? I mean, they should be the ones serving serving meals in the nursing home, like me. I would have volunteered. You know, because because if we let them go to work, then we can't have mandates to force people right. to get vaccinated. And if we can't do that, then why did we spend all this money? So that would be your your kind of cover yeah. up my stupidity uh, approach, or. The more sinister approach is we can't force them so that we don't all I, make I don't the, th- we don't, don't all make the money that we wanted to make on this. I wouldn't be the world's we best We all waiter. being the people connected to that. But I knew I knew I was safe. I was lucky and I was safe. I would have been happy to go two hours, two nights a week, or three nights a week, go somewhere in, in a time of crisis, and, uh, and and deliver some dinners. But I was I wasn't allowed to do anything. Why? You weren't allowed to. And in fact, if you had a a point of view. That you expressed right. oh, publicly, yeah. you were censored. Yes, absolutely. And you, I, were, you were you were silenced. And and and, and this is you know it, it's funny. My uh, um, yesterday afternoon, my daughter said to me, "Hey, 1984 is on." I said, "Did you ever, did you ever see it or did you read the book?" And she said, "No." I said, "Oh, you got to watch this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're living it." Uh, <laughs> so, I, I what's amazing to me is the people that are. They must read part of the book, the, 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 the work-at-home stuff. Why doesn't anybody think that at some point they're going to be able to flip my... I'll be able to... If I have... Well, my brother doesn't want to work at home, but suppose we had somebody wanting to work at home. Why doesn't somebody think that as the technology increases... By the way, I'm not going to let you go before we talk about this artificial intelligence. Uh, that I'm going to have a little spot on my computer where I can hit my mouse and all of a sudden I'm watching you in your living room or bedroom or wherever you're at. I mean, you're not going to give up your right to supervise your employer employee and all of a sudden you find them you're walking four dogs in the neighborhood during the day and making extra money you're canned i mean i tom it's called a webcam and a lot of people who have had work work at home setups for a long time not just uh, uh in pandemic world um uh ha- actually did have uh that kind of um uh, monitoring uh, to make sure that happened, and there are also online uh, test proctoring services that do the same thing. They, you have a proctor, uh, a remote uh, proctor, who it will sit there and watch you take the test. And if your eyes go anywhere but the computer screen, then 
they shut it up, shut it down right there. So if you can only watch it, that, the screen, that exists already. <laughs> so if you if you, you can only watch the screen, and all of a sudden you spill a hot coffee right where you don't want, like say in the center of your lap, you can't reach down and try and save yourself. Part hey, of don't have hot coffee. Oh god. Hey, this uh, the market is a gag with the artificial intelligence. What if now? When when does this hit the bottom line for Nvidia? And will anybody else be a competitor by then, or are they guaranteed all the all the money that Avarice ever wanted for the rest of their life? Actually, there's some pretty uh, pretty interesting uh, uh, specialty uh, chip makers out there. I'm try- trying to remember the uh, um, the name of one that was out there earlier than others um, that are are built just for this kind of a, a solution. In other words, they aren't making commodity stuff, uh, commodity chips. They're making the uh, special kinds of chips that you need for high-powered things like like uh, uh, artificial um, uh, intelligence, virtual reality, augmented reality, those types of applications. Well, I guess what I'm saying, Kevin, from a historical perspective, and I probably should do some research on this, but I think the railroad stocks reached the peak long before the railroads even started running. I, I, am a, I know more surely there was an NBC, the first uh, first TV station. Their, their stock reached the peak long before they actually were on TV. There actually was a TV. I mean, we saw the same thing with the dot-com era. We saw the same thing, uh, well, I'm going to say, with the cloud. Uh, is this, yeah, I mean, cloud really quickly became uh, commodity technology, didn't it? Yeah, it, real quick. Uh, you know, it, it was... Uh, um, it's it's uh, as a as a growth industry, it's uh, it's it's life was what about five years? Well, now are we, are we talking? Is this, is this the next one where this is going to be take over? I mean, I, I had people on yesterday, or I had with people on NBC. Some lady talked about you got to go buy John Deere or like at any price. I'm going, what are you talking about? I mean, the, the idea that people buy these stocks and come on TV and, and tout them to you. Is, is to me, I can't. I, I don't. When, when I'm so regulated, I, I can't. Even, I don't want to anyway. But I can't even give a a, a, a stock pick, right? Um, At our age, when you say yeah. I'm so regulated, something oh, else. Oh yeah, comes oh, I, to know, mind. I know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so I, I mean, she wanted you to buy John Deere because the artificial intelligence was going to make John Deere so so more efficient that the, they were going to make like twice as much money five years now. How in God's name could you could you make that sort of a claim? Well, if you make it about John Deere, you make it about any manufacturing company well, that's, that, has, that was has, the next means, yeah. has the means to adopt it early, uh, you know, because it, it does require large capital expenditures. And then, as the as the technology gets cheaper and cheaper, you'll see it pushed down to smaller companies. Well, Kevin, what, I guess my question: We have a couple minutes. Where is we have four minutes? So it'll take your time. Uh, where is you? You I mean you're our, our lead guy, you and Carl, when it comes to technology? It appears to me that we're with a breakthrough a little bit every now and then, like Bitcoin, I guess, or the uh, web, whatever that is, the, the chain is a little bit of a... Blockchain. Uh, by and large, to me, being outside and not, not knowing that much about this stuff, it, it's, a, it's a fits and start. It's, it's a gradual expansion kind of all the time. I mean, there were people that were talking about artificial driving, you know, 20 years ago. I mean, and it, 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 it kind of keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming. But I don't. I mean, what what about this? Is it a is it a massive game breaker? Did somebody was on yesterday and he actually seemed to know an awful lot about it. He goes, "This has been in the works for twenty years. It's just 
it's just starting to accelerate, and now it's at a point maybe where people want to use it a little more. He goes, but it's not, it's not like we didn't have any last week, and we're going to have all of it next week. I mean, who's right? Oh, I think that's absolutely a correct assessment. Um, you know, I, I've been uh, talking about you know what what's industry 4.0 and what's the pros and cons and the ethical implications and all of that kind of stuff since the day I started teaching over five years ago, and it's longer than that. It's been around longer than that. This is just you know uh, my course, you know some of my course content. So, yeah, I, it, it is exactly as you say that uh, uh, you know it's it's been around for it, it's been in development for a long time. If you if you go uh, search industry 4.0 and early pronouncements, um, you know you, you'll find it going back a long way. But what 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 is it? so you you have to think, Tom. What makes this kind of stuff possible? They're not new ideas. There's not much new under the sun. That's true about you know things like databases and database technology too. The you know uh, you have to think of the enabling technologies that make it happen because the concepts have been here forever. So when I'm talking about a, a, a enabling content uh, technologies, is can you get cheap storage, cheap memory? plentiful memory, plentiful bandwidth to do and and fast data transfer speeds and uh, and and I can probably go on about three or four more things on the list but you get the point you uh, you know we had relational databases hell I, I I worked on my first relational database in the early 1980s but they weren't plentiful until we uh, had the computer infrastructure you do a query this was on a mainframe level and you do a query against a relational database and it would take you know five minutes to run now you do a query on a relational database with you know a hundred times the size of it and it's back in seconds so it, it it is all about processing power and the ability to transfer data and connectivity and all of those kinds of things and as those emerge then the technologies that have been imagined for a long time come to fruition because the enabling technology will support it it will work it's you know it's one thing to be able to have it but it's another thing to be able to have it in a usable form well, I, real stupid question, real quick. Uh, how did last week three people got shot in Chicago at 3 a.m.? Totally bystanders. They're out. They left the bar and they're standing there BSing with each other. Two, two vehicles open fire, and these guys are right in the middle. I think they all survived, but one of them's pretty bad shape. And uh, it turns out from one witness that the, the two people shooting each other were both tow truck drivers, allegedly, from what I read. And how in the hell we're talking? <laughs> Lincoln Park Pirates are yeah. back. <laughs> well, but how in the hell do, in an area where there's got to be, how much money we spent for cameras from this stand? How do, maybe you know, maybe they've made an arrest? They don't call me when they do. How in the hell do you not have these people in in a state in Hubbard is essentially where it was, which is the nightlife mecca of that area. Everybody's got cameras. Everybody's got this. How in the hell do you not have these guys before they get out of the city? And I don't know if they have them yet. You would if you wanted to. I watch Law and Order. Damn it, I know they can find anybody. Yeah, I mean, I'd, you know, I've stopped watching cop. <laughs> t- I used to love watching cop TV shows, NCIS and so forth. I haven't watched one of them in a year. I refuse to watch it. When I, I got a real quick story, one of the uh, friend of mine, friend of a friend of a friend, and I never, I never met the lady, but she's very old, old very old. She's older and uh, has uh, uh, a widow. So uh, I don't know. You know what she did in life and raise a family. I'm assuming, but I don't know. Uh, so somehow or another, she buys a laptop. 
on the laptop. She opens it up, must get the phone number, must have a, la- a tap line or something. And uh, it says that she is in the Underworld Porn Network, her name or something. And they call this number to get freed up. So she calls the number, of course. This happens all the time, evidently. Uh, they want 25 grand to clean her up. So she actually takes, I don't know if it was cash or check, to a, a store of a physical location, somehow gives them the 25G. So, of course, my buddies or attorneys or friends find out about it. Police have no interest. FBI has no interest. They won't even go visit the place and find out what the hell's going on there because 25 grand is too little. Here's a lady who's been paying taxes her whole friggin' life. And finally, something, something bad happens to her, and they go, ah, that's not enough. Screw you. I mean, where, where, are, where does this mentality come from, Kevin? And how does that I, I don't know. It, it wasn't my experience when we had a breach where I worked. Um, so, you know, to that extent, it, uh, you know, I, I have a little bit different experience. It wasn't a big dollar thing, but the FBI was, was very interested and, you know, even took some hardware and sent it out to their labs and had it all tested and so on. So, you know, they, they were interested. It didn't help. We didn't get them. Um, but, uh, but, but nevertheless, it, uh, you know, we, we had a really good diagnosis. We knew what happened and, and it, you know, that part of it didn't cost us anything. So that, you know, that was all part of it, but yeah, it's, you know, it, it, we go back to what we said at the beginning. You think their job is to serve the public? Uh, apparently not. Well, even if you know that you're not going to get anywhere, she deserves a show up of a cop for two seconds and say, "We're going to check it out. We're not. You know, it's hard to find somebody like this." And she may agree with that. But the point is, how do you not? It's like somebody breaks into your car and wrecks it. Can't they stop by and, and give you the? They're not going to find the person probably. But no, with doorbell cameras, maybe you can. But I mean, the idea of oh, here your insurance company will take care of it. Here's the number. Can't you? Can't you at least? show up and, and make it seem like you gave a crap? I, I, anyway. It's a, uh, hard, hard hard to figure, isn't it? It is hard. Kevin, and, take and care. So, so that, I mean, for anybody who apologizes for the rank and file, nah, they're just as bad. Uh, well, I, it kind of goes up and down everywhere, I guess. SP Features up 10, SP Features up 6. Be right back with Carl Denninger. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time decay for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, 
Give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. There's something happening here. What well, Northbank Stocks and Jacks. I'm Tom on Andrew and the board. SP Futures up nine. Nasdaq is up six. Still positive, not crazy positive yet, but that, that may come later. We seem to have mutual fund buyers on the close every day this week. Uh, so maybe that, that game is back. Do we have uh, the Professor Carl? You do. You do indeed. What's up, bud? Hey, uh, if you don't mind, if, if it won't bore you too much, could you walk us through this Disney versus Governor fiasco? And <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> Well... Okay, so you know, now they're, the now they're not. They're, they're going to move a whole bunch of other people there now. And yeah, now yeah, 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 yeah. Anyone that thinks that's truly about DeSantis, you've been watching too much CNN or, or Rachel Maddow over on MSNBC. Um, all right, so who else, who's been reading more than one headline in the last uh, forty-eight hours about Disney? Have you well, read more than one been. headline? Uh, there, there, there was another one. There was another big one. It, you probably missed it. Well, this is the one I'm reading. is Disney scraps plans for new Florida campus. Right. Mass employee relocation amid uh, right. DeSantis feud. Did you, did, you re- did you read the other one that, that relates? Okay, so the team that they were going to move uh, is, is part of what they call their Imagineering group, which is the group that uh, designs all the fancy pants stuff that goes in their parks. Okay. Um, so, and as somebody who used to hang out uh, in Disney with my young daughter when she was a young daughter uh, and it was reasonably cheap to do that as a Florida resident and we lived in Florida uh, you used to see references to the Imagineering stuff all over particularly in Epcot okay? but, it, but throughout their parks uh, and Imagineering is, is that group within the company that does that stuff that designs it alright uh, a few years ago, they opened up a Star Wars place where you could stay. A fully immersive experience. A couple of days of it for a family was approximately $5,000. Uh, that's, that's a number. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, well, uh, 
along with this little fight, which got all the press, was another announcement uh, that experience is shutting down in a couple of months. Uh, I bet you can guess why. <laughs> yeah, well... Five thousand dollars is a lot of money, boys. And where, girls. where is is there something? There's somebody else is down there too, though, right? Isn't it Universal or somebody put something up that, that's separate from Disney? Well, Universal is it has uh, they they went crazy with the Harry Potter thing. But they uh, they own but they own property in essentially the Disney County that we're all talking about. Well, or, or they released the property from Disney. I guess, no, I mean, no, 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 no. There, all all the other parks. Um, and Universal is, of course, the big one. And then, you know, you have SeaWorld and, you know, and some others, right? Universal's the other big one down there. And, and they are under the normal county government like everybody else everywhere in the United States. They, and they live under that set of rules, and they, uh, they seem to do just fine. And they seem to be okay making money. Oh, so they're not in the, too. quote, Disney County. Absolutely. Well, it, okay, there is, no, there is no particular Disney County that the... the the Reedy Creek District uh, is actually in two counties, although it's it because it, it kind of straddles a line between Orange and Osceola, and uh, it it was when it started, as I pointed out on the show of you know, back when this whole thing began, it was swampland. Nobody wanted to be there. Okay, um, now, so not even not like some, horse farms or ranches or anything. It's just nothing. no. It was it was literal swamp. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, there were more. Mis- there, there were probably a hundred times, the, 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 you know, per per square meter, uh, more cubic meter. There were probably a hundred mosquitoes for everything else that lived there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was that bad. And and Disney got the Reedy Creek District by sticking a moderate, modest number of their employees there, uh, who then were able to vote for it. I think it was like well, how like did hun- how do you they had like a hundred? How do you drain a, drain a swamp of that size? Uh, with a lot of earth moving equipment, so they they, had, they brought in dirt or what? They uh, well, you move things around, all right. I mean, uh, uh, D- the Disney the Disney area has uh, has a a large number of very artificial bodies of water. Oh, so they got a lot made. They made a bunch of lakes and a bunch of dry area. Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, you know, you yeah, move mer- I get you, it, I get you, it. you right. move earth, okay. Uh, which you know, you uh, Miami. Uh, most of Miami was a swamp. Well, when the when the Irish dudes, mostly Irish dudes, dug the I and M Canal essentially by hand, uh, long before steam shovels, eighteen sixty something something. Uh, I think that the toughest part for them, Carl, was was digging the part through a swamp. How the hell do you dig a hole in a swamp by hand? Uh, very carefully, and well, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of energy by you know generated by something, right? Whether it's uh, those evil fossil fuels or it's human hands. Well, I'm sure they probably had to had to make essentially uh, ditches, for lack of a better term, into it that you broke through into the water. You drained it, and you had to do all that stuff to, and then you had to pick. You know, put water in the middle or on the on the side for the mule pass and stuff, right? And you essentially cut a roadway out of the middle of a swamp by hand. Ugh. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculously nasty. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it, it is, but you know, Disney. It, what drove this originally was was Walt's uh, extraordinary anger at what happened out in Anaheim. 
and you know he he built the first park out in California. They got landlocked. Um, his own fault, by the way, because you know he put it where there were already things, and and around the things were a bunch of businesses he did not like. Uh, well, you can't own rather, the whole world. Well, you know, you only own what you buy, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, this is capitalism. Hello. Uh, but, you know, boy, he was, uh, that man was not a capitalist. And anybody who thinks he was, uh, no, no, no. The, what they tried to do uh, around the Florida area, uh, and, it, and the, the, the development's still there. It just didn't go where, what he wanted. Uh, there is a little town called Celebration. This tiny little thing. Uh, there's some houses there. There's, uh, you know, it's, it's very walkable. It was his view for how everybody was going to live in the future. And by God, he was the megalomaniac that was in the middle of all of it. And, and anybody that thinks that this was some kind of, you know, utopia that everyone was going to benefit, oh, no, 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 not at all. Um, but if, if you're ever down there... He was a, and you, he's a devout Mormon, wasn't he? Uh, I I don't know. No, no, no. There's there, there's a lot of really weird stuff, okay, related to you know like all of that. Right? It's very very odd, um, and very um, well. Some some would say uh, less than uh, good, but you know I mean it is what it is. People have their own thing. He had uh, you know he had. Some well, his idea he was he, he didn't he really didn't think anybody, no matter where where you stop buying uh, property, he basically had a hair up his behind because wherever you stopped, somebody would put up a Holiday Inn and people would stay at the Holiday Inn while they went to Disney Disneyland and he didn't get a piece of it when he thought he should be basically have everything. Is that, is that basically the bottom line? Well, it actually was more than that. He actually thought that, that the world should revolve around his idyllic view of how people should live and work and uh, that you really didn't need to do anything. I mean, it, it, essentially you were you were a piece of his machine. Why, why he does really, everybody? I just had a. He really, he really believed that. I mean, that was not, you know, that it wasn't just a money making scheme for him. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's the, that. I think is the most important thing to take from this is that, you know, it, it, there's plenty of people who throughout time, uh, you know, have this idea that this, yeah, oh, it's just, it's just about the money. And all the stuff that we've seen over the last, uh, you know, three years in particular, yeah, it was just about the money. They didn't care about humans at all. All they cared about, as far as I'm concerned, it, but my analysis says, it was just about the money. And there are some really disturbing allegations with regards to the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry in general that says that this is not new. This is not something that just showed up in the last three or four years. This has been going on for a long time. RFK has, has brought up some stuff that I... You know, I can't verify it, okay? I know what he said. He's been pushing this stuff for a while. He believes it. Like, I don't like know if what? Like, like what? For somebody who hasn't read it. That, that the FDA has known that there is a strong associational link between autism and the childhood vaccine schedule and that they have deliberately buried it. I, uh... I, whenever anybody tells me, Carl, that, uh, and I don't have kids, but whenever anybody tells me that the vaccines have no part of it, and I, I, my first thing out of my mouth is, until you can find out what causes it, you got no right to make that statement. Well, my, my problem with, with, now I don't know if he's right, 
Okay, he claims he has that there is smoking gun evidence that this is deliberate. This is not benign neglect or anything like that. That it was done on purpose and it continues to this day. Now, whether he can prove that, I don't know. All right, but that's what he claims. Um, what I do know is that when you look at the rates of these disorders in young people, it is not genetic. It is absolutely environmental. It has to be because genetic mutation takes tens or hundreds of generations yep. to start to show up. This is an exponential curve. And when you plot this stuff over the space of the last 50 years, it is an exponential curve. That is environmental. It has to be. Well, I where is and I don't, know what the, I don't know what the environmental change or changes are that are causing it, okay? But... I do know what the that the root cause is environmental. Now we have not run it down, and you would think, given the amount of damage and disability that this is a, that you know gets caused by this, and the number of people oh, yeah. who get screwed by it, we this would have been the thing that we put our effort into. Oh, it's it's, it's hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, and that's if uh, and that's if everybody helps out these kids. I mean. I, but I don't, I don't. The thing I don't get, Chief. The, Chief you're talking about trillions of dollars yeah, yeah. a year of foregone economic activity. Well, if you count that in, for sure. But it, well, you have to. But I, I, you know, as as you as you get a little older and you see stuff. I mean, you know, I don't. I, the stuff you and I witness, Carol. I mean, you're you're better at digging up the actual study to confirm what you're thinking. I just, I kind of learn by by looking around, and and I know my my mom had a huge reaction to. Uh, I don't know what she did. I mean, she cut her finger on something. I don't know what the hell she did, but she, they essentially gave her a tetanus shot. Well, she knew from the time she was a little girl that she had a reaction when she was young to the diphtheria shot. Well, they didn't tell her it was in the tetanus shot, right? So, right. So, of course, her head blows up. And of course, my brother and I are laughing at her, right? <laughs> but anyway, because she wasn't going to die, but she looked kind of funny. Uh, she didn't appreciate it all that much. I don't, I mean, I, I've, I probably had, I'm going to say, five or six... Carl, uh, smallpox vaccinations because I never got the scar on my arm. Every doctor kept saying it didn't take it to, and I've had you know a reaction to a flu. Sh- I had a reaction to the one that uh, was a Jerry Ford flu shot, the swine flu thing. Oh, that one was nasty. Yeah, they, they, yeah. they canceled that after it killed about fifty people. Yeah, well, I, fortunately, I, I made it through that. But that was the last flu shot I had for like thirty years. But why? What would possess anybody to give an infant three and four vaccinations, even if you thought they were all safe? What possess you to give them three or four in the same shot? I, I can't even... I, I would never think of that. It sounds like come every two weeks for, for 14 weeks and we'll give you the seven shots, assuming they're all okay. The thought of giving them all at one time, I would never even dream of doing this. It's my own experience. I wouldn't do that. Well, I think there's... You know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, there was... The DPT was the... You know, was, was one of the standard ones, right? And polio, of course. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, and you know, and and I'm still here. All right, uh, yeah. I don't I don't think it screwed me, right? Um, but you look at the progression of what's happened over the last you know 30 or 40 years. Uh, you know, back from the time when you and I got them uh, immunizations as children to to what they now do. I mean, they're stabbing newborn babies yeah. with a hepatitis vaccine that is and and. Hep B is bloodborne. Okay, that is the only way it's transmitted. So, 
exactly how does a newborn infant we we know it's not in breast milk so if mom's got it if she gave it to the kid it was during childbirth okay too late the kid's already been exposed right all right so how does an infant get that disease I don't, see an you, infant, I don't know. I would say he probably doesn't. Well, so why do we give why do we give an infant a vaccination against a disease that, short of being sexually assaulted, as a as an yeah. infant, yeah. not even a kid, but an infant, it's impossible for them to have had an exposure. How come some states we're going off track? Because I want to get back to this disease. I have a few more questions. That I only yeah. I know only you. Uh, well, how did some states? I think in uh, Las Vegas, you you can't be a bartender without having a hepatitis vaccine. I, well, you know, it's there's there's so much. Yeah, you know, hepatitis is is there's there's three viruses, okay. Um, hepatitis A is is foodborne for the most part, which is the one that everybody you know that's that's where okay you got the you know that's that's potentially casually transmissible right because somebody handles your food or whatever. Uh, B is bloodborne, and C is also bloodborne. C is the one that they now have the well. It's not all that new anymore. Savaldi is an actual cure. All right. I know all about the, that because one of my best. Well, it's, it's, yeah. uh, well, uh, well. Now, my sister got it because she liked to play around with IV drugs, um, and at the time, it was on patent and ridiculously expensive. Medicaid would is. not pay for it. She didn't have any money. It was eighty, it was it's 80 grand. A, yeah, it was eighty thousand dollars. And I told her, I said, "Get your butt, get your passport, get your butt on a plane, go to India, check into a hotel over there. It'll probably cost you ten dollars a night, okay? And by the way, the entire course of treatment, the entire ninety-day course of treatment, is under a thousand dollars." I thought it was. Uh Longer than ninety days. I thought it was like two thousand. No, it's no, it's three months. Okay, so and, it's two thousand a week for, for uh, essentially twelve weeks or what is it? No, it was it was more than that. That was like forty weeks. No, it's three months. Three months. Okay, well, and I, I, I told her I said, get your butt on a plane, go over to India, sit in a hotel for three months, take the pill every day for the three months, come home, you're cured. End of conversation. And and oh by the way, the entire thing will probably cost you you know fifteen hundred dollars. Well. This is for another show, uh, but if if you're one of these pharmacy benefit managers, uh, those guys somehow or another, and someday we'll talk about this, Carl, because one of my uh, you know, good friends and clients I was on the show one day, he knows more about that industry, than he's forgotten more than even you would know, probably. Um, for some reason, the pharmacy benefit managers get kickbacks. Oh, it's such a bad term. Uh, shall we say uh, benefits? No, that would be the right term. Yes, but... From the manufacturers, and for some reason, if you and I opened up a, a drugstore, we don't. That's why those guys are in the middle. It's really a screwed up. It's it's the wild west of. I mean, if anybody ever took it apart from a, a trust point of view, chief, it's, it's racketeering. Exactly. Well, uh, you know, but we but we have done this within the medical industry, and this is you know this goes to what I yeah. you know what I was talking about in the article I wrote this morning. Okay. We have this kind of stuff that pervades everything we do. We have the you know the, the, you have all the stenographers within minutes of the Durham report coming out. Every major you know Rachel Maddow's of the world, all of them running around. Oh, there's no there there. You know Swalwell. Oh yeah, it's, 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 we didn't learn anything from this. There's nothing there. 
I actually I refused to write an article till I could actually read the entire thing. Hey, it's three hundred pages. You know what? This goes back to when Obamacare came out. I actually read the entire act before it was voted on. I was probably one of three people that did. You guys stayed up all night to do it and chased all the cross references. Now I didn't chase them all in the Durham report because there's a there's a billion footnotes in that thing. Uh, however, I did read the entire thing before I penned it. And, and on it. the conclusions in that. Uh, well, I know we're jumping around, but hey, we're not jumping around. It's all the same subject. No, it's all the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, so what, what were their conclusions? The conclusion was that, number one, and probably the most important, Barack Obama and Joe Biden knew, because they were briefed, that Hillary Clinton intended to attempt to frame Trump as a Russian agent before all this started. Why would anybody believe the guy was... Why would the Russians want him? He's not smart enough. Well, um, Hillary... Because, you know what? In political campaigns, people come up with the most outrageous, crazy, stupid stuff, right? And this is not news. I would... Thank God there was a third-party person, because... I'm just uh, just saying, Chief... I'm going to say that out of all the people in, in... in government, I mean, I going back to Tricky Dick, and Tricky Dick was just had an odd personality. But I don't know if there's anybody much, much more crooked than Hillary. I, I, you know, but the thing is, accusing accusing your political opponent of of anything short of raping six year olds is not new. Right? <laughs> okay. I. It is. It is in fact the oldest game in the book. Sometimes the allegations are true, but the vast majority of the time they're BS, and that is politics. Politics is a blood sport. If you're not, you know, if you're not prepared for that and okay with it, then you shouldn't be in the field. But it's also part of. But here's the, the, but ego, here's, the ego is so dramatic everywhere that I'm oh, I. Oh, I know, but she. Yeah. But here's where here's where it gets, where it crosses the line, from politics into criminal activity, is when you solicit and suborn, the law enforcement agencies right. oh, in the United States. Well, you're not going to even disagree. Okay. I, I'm saying it's what it is. It's. At some point, if you and I are running as the, the two co-counsels, like in Rome, to, for the Oval Office, first of all, it takes an enormous ego. But secondly, you really have to do think, even, even if you're on the white horse end, all the stuff that Kevin and I talked about earlier, I don't know if you listened in on some of it, but if, if you actually wanted to change things for the better, and, and you say, look, I'm the only person that could do it, or or Carl and I and Kevin, or we'll, we'll, we'll bring Brendan with us because he's... Uh, pure as Pharaoh's wife, poor Brennan. Uh, we'll, we'll bring the group together. We think we can actually maybe turn this bus a little more positively than we're seeing it right now. Somewhere along the line, even us, Southsiders, whatever we are, with you know, parents made sure we knew right and wrong at an early age, even us, by the third inning of this nine-inning game, are going to say, the other side is such a bunch of bleeps that the end justifies the means. We're, although we'd probably never say that, but somewhere along the line, even we would be co-opted somewhere along the line that we would cheat a little bit, especially if we thought the other person was cheating against us because we're also still, you know, if they're cheating, I get, you know, if, I've, if somebody hits me in a soccer game, I'm going to find a way to hit them back, right? I mean, somewhere along the line, the, the whole thing just blows apart, Carl, I think. And, and some of it is intended, some of it is, you know, the... I have the, the FBI on my side. I'm going to use them. He's got the newspapers on his side. He's using them. What it, whatever it is, I think in your in your heart of hearts, you think it's justified because of the great job you're going to do. You know, I I understand that, but the but when you get down to the bottom line on this sort of stuff, 
we have rampant criminality right. that runs through entire industries. Okay, I, I'm on a panel in a couple of weeks at an academic conference about AI, and should, the I, be down, should I be down there with bail money just in case? Well, the ethical issues related to this. Well, it's an academic conference. It's a you know, it's it's annual meeting of a group of of uh, you know eggheads, and I was invited to be part of this panel. And uh, even though I don't have a lot of letters after my name, uh, I appreciate the invite, and I and I think I've got some stuff to you know to contribute here because I saw the the crazy that came out of our government uh, when the internet first started. Uh, specifically Section 230, which stands as law today, uh, the Communications Decency Act. I was a part of the debate at the time that that happened. It was bad law. It was reactionary. It was passed in response to what was, you know, the the burgeoning Internet, right? Um, And today it is the reason that all of the deliberate interference in our political process and our public life that has gone on at the hands of people like Zuckerberg and Google and Twitter and and even today Twitter, you, if you believe Elon Musk is some kind of a savior, you have rocks in your head uh, and there is zero accountability that you can bring through legal process by suing the people involved in this. Zero. And the reason is they were given blanket immunity for their actions. Okay, now if you think about the craziness of that. And when you say actions, do you, do you also mean inactions? Both. Okay, but are they... I guess but, and, and, and by the way, after all these years, and this law was passed in the late 1990s, okay, after all these years, and the craziness that has gone on since, we have gotten one meaningful amendment to that law, and that is... The, that was put in there regarding sex trafficking, and it is why Backpage got shut down. Why? Uh, right. Why would you think that a that enough people in Congress would know what you just talked about, and even though that rule exists? And why would you think that they could ever get a consensus up to do something about it when the other side's got nothing but dough? No, I'm just saying you got 20 years worth of of destruction that has been wreaked upon the American public as a consequence of a of a stupid thing that was done 20 years ago and now you got Chuck Schumer running around claiming that the that the congress needs to act right now for regulatory enforcement on artificial intelligence i well okay and i and, and you know what they're going to do it again i'm going to lob one if, at if you we don't put a stop to them we're going to do it again one of the supreme court justices the chief justice and i should have a name but i forgot it's either holmes or one of those guys uh, made probably the dumbest ruling that I, that I can understand. <laughs> I don't understand these other ones like you do. Having to do with Major League Baseball is not interstate commerce. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, and, and, and yeah they're, so they're not. Ex- they're exempt from antitrust. No, anybody. How many years? Anybody? There's no one who would say today that they are not interstate, and yet it still stands. I mean, it's I, not, I mean, yeah. nobody wants it. These guys, they're. They don't have the time, they don't have the energy, they don't have the, the energy, they don't have the intelligence, whatever it is. S&P futures up 12, NASDAQ futures up 5, be right back. I'm talking a little more about this Disney situation and, and why they react the way they do and politicians, uh, whatever, politicians are politicians. It's a different business, shall we say, according to George Stigler, my professor. Uh, we'll be right back, Stocks and Jacks.
How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howard, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you're aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. At PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification, or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome to Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom Allen, Andrew on the board. SP futures of 12, NASDAQ futures up 9, now futures up 93. Every Every little pause back is considered a dip at this point. It can be it can be up 30, goes back to up 25. That's a dip. Uh, the market is agog with this uh, some of these stocks that are moving the five and six stocks, but it's taken some of the rest of the market with it the last couple of days. And uh, like I say, it's a uh, some combination momentum trading and whatever else, but it's it's definitely on the move up here. We're in Europe, we got the Dax up 124.8 percent, FTSE up 35.5, CAC around up 60.8. Uh, Bullish in Europe, over in Asia, mixed bag. Nikkei up 234.8%. Hang Seng down 276, 1.4%, as these guys like to be contrary uh, these days. Uh, G7, Japan's uh, stocks are the highest since 1990. Um, 
is a long time. Uh, Shanghai down 13.4%. Uh, the bonds up three basis points, 3.68 as they keep tick ticking up here. Maybe on the way to 4%, we'll see. The bond up eight uh, basis points, 2.49. So if you own some of those bonds that you bought when it was minus one, my God, I can't even imagine what kind of a discount those bonds are in your portfolio. Uh, but evidently, nobody seems to care. Japan up one, up to uh, 0.40. We've got oil up a dollar 32, uh, 73.26, making a little bit of a move up here. Brent up 134, 77.20. Natural gas unchanged. Our Bob up four cents, 261. We've got gold, which has been getting its butt kicked, is up 650 today. A little dead cat bounce. This 1966 silver up eight cents, 23.72. Copper up five cents, 375. All these are like on their weekly or monthly lows for sure. We've got Bitcoin now up 194, but still under 27,000, 26.920. U.S. dollar, which is the move in the last couple of weeks, has really caused a lot of this. It's been really, it's been really going up. Now today, it's actually down a little bit, with the euro back over 108, and the, and the British pound uh, 124 and a half, say. But euro was almost 111, and the pound was almost 127. So we're talking, you know, it's almost three percent moves in these things, which is a real lot of currency. Uh, Andrew, we got for us Trevi Weather Sports. All right, it is uh, 7:37 here in Chicago on May the 19th. Starting off with just some baseball here. Uh, the White Sox lost to the Guardians in their game 3-1. That's all it for sports. Going over to Chicago weather. It's currently 30, excuse me, 66 degrees. Uh, and you're going to have a, maybe a little bit of rain today. It's like about a high of 25% chance around 11 a.m. And we're going to have a high of 72 degrees around 2 p.m. Over in Phoenix, they're currently at 75 degrees, cloudy skies. They're going to have a high of 91 around 3 p.m. And looks like maybe a little bit of chance of rain. It looks like about 18% around 8, uh, excuse me, 6 p.m. Now, finally, for Chicago traffic, it uh, looks like, thankfully, not too many changes from our first report here. Uh, yeah, no accidents to report on the major expressways. Uh, coming in a little bit, a little bit of heavy traffic on Stevenson uh, from about Harlem Avenue to Pulowski Road. And, of course, the Kennedys. Bump, uh, I would... <laughs> right as it always is, but oh, yeah, yeah. other than that, pretty normal for a Friday. Okay. That's, that's all I got. Um, so, Carl, Disney, out of all of all their, I want to kind of go into this. I don't want to go crazy with it because I want to learn more about what you have in your in your newsletter this morning. But um, as George Stigler used to say, don't think politics isn't a business. It's just a business that most people don't understand. It's, oh yeah, it's its own <laughs> business. But when you talk about uh, I got Disney with 220,000 employees. I also have them with uh, like 2.2 or 3% of all their revenues, theme parks, or their profits. I don't know which it is. but So it's really not. I mean, if, if they lost Disney World, they wouldn't be happy, but they wouldn't die either. I mean, or they... Uh, right. Well, Dis Disney, you know, remember, Disney is, is a media company first. Uh, used to be mostly a park and cartoon company. Right, I mean, animation, you know, animation studios and uh, and theme parks were their, you know, their two primary things. Mickey Mouse, hello. Um, Why does your buddy uh, Walt Disney, when they talk about people who, uh, who won the most Academy Awards, you always get, well, this guy won four, this lady won four. Didn't Walt Disney win like twenty seven or twenty eight? Uh, yeah, I mean, the the guy, uh, you know, I mean. <laughs> 
it's iconic okay yeah. it's you know it's a piece of america that uh, you know is what it is but but you know walt himself was a very eccentric very odd person and uh, oh well, by the way he was also an artist too i mean didn't he do well, something well well by stuff? the way most cre- most yeah. highly creative people are yeah oh, <laughs> okay yeah. I, is this news yeah. i hope not um, yeah so that's one of those things that you know just kind of comes well it comes with the territory it always has and and you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It is what it is. Well, who, what fine. was the relationship between him and his bro? I mean, they were, what, what was one good at and one the other? Was was Walt the well, artistic side? Well, that was that was kind of the thing. Was that when you know when Walt passed, um, you know, the dynasty kind of went the other way. His and and the other side was the other the other half of uh, of the dynasty was much more practical. Let's just I'll I'll be kind and I'll leave it there. It's much more practical. Okay, but I think uh, what the what the lesson sort of is is that DeSantis and Disney are 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 walking to two different bosses. Well, DeSantis. Okay, so here's here's what DeSantis. I I have no love for that man. Okay, he scares me. He is he is an extremely adept politician, which is why he scares me. Yep. Uh, it has nothing to do with whether or not I think he's right or wrong in the political area. It's that he is he is a a very very adept politician. Trump is a bumbling idiot, and and he gets where he gets and has always gotten throughout his entire business career and his political career by pounding people over the head with a baseball bat. And it, he you know that's just the way it is. He nearly blew himself up in the 1980s. His dad rescued him. Uh, the world would have been a better place if his father either refused or didn't have the funds to do it, and uh, and Trump would have learned if he'd survived it as a property developer, he would learn something from it. Instead, what he learned was that he could pound people over the head and get what he wanted, which, by the way, he did to Jay Powell when uh, when he was president of the United States and wanted to spend an unlimited amount of money. And so, oh, yeah, he took him to the White House for dinner one night. I, I, it was said on the air. I don't know if he got paddled or he got waterboarded, but he sure came out a different guy. Well, like I said, that's you know Trump's legacy is is going to be if, if we ever have any kind of real history written about this, that all of this inflation, all of this pressure, and everything else, you know, is one of the things about the the column I put up this morning uh, is that when when we had this virus show up, uh, you know, it was Trump in in concert with Congress. Uh, who put together this program? And we're going to pay your neighbor six hundred dollars a week okay, to sit at home and, and smoke bong hits. I, 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 I right? very seldom push back against my my one of my favorite guys, Mr. Carl. But careful with that because you also talk about uh, the inflation in the medical industry. You talk about it more cogently than anybody else. And I'm going to say if you go back to 2008. Or 2007. I'm gonna say when Obama came in, but I'm sure whatever was happening before that, a little bit. We had a money supply growth of eight percent a year, and a, and a real growth of at the best two. So, oh, oh, uh, no! I yeah. So we absolutely, were so absolutely. This 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 was like putting gasoline on the fire, the COVID thing. But the oh, fire yeah. was there forever, and all we did was lie to ourselves. For 14 years before the COVID showed up, or, or, or 12. Years. Oh, oh, absolutely, Chief. And I, you know, I was screaming about this back in the 1990s because that was when I saw the growth rate within CMS. Yep. Which is where the entire problem is, by the way, at the federal level. And and 
actually, I, I reposted a link to an article the other day that I wrote about 10 years ago uh, on the, exactly this. You know that at the time, I mean, this was only only 10 years ago, uh, CMS, the, C, the total CMS spend was $550 billion. Uh, last year it was $2 trillion. Yep. Okay. Now, that rate of acceleration has been maintained. Okay. The prediction, the, the curve prediction I made at the time has been maintained. And I said, if we don't stop this, it's going to destroy us. And that's, well, we didn't stop it, and it's in the process of destroying us. Well, we have a, just a quick note. One of my buddies, uh, been a friend forever, somehow or another, the guy's not heavy, didn't have any, any, any sort of uh, sports injuries or whatever, but for some reason, one hip is just decaying. Well, knees, everything else is fine. Well, it happens. So he's, he's going to get a hip replacement, uh, of course, as soon as they can get him in someplace. And I'm like, don't let this go for three months while you're, you're limping around to erect the other hip on a knee, for God's sake. I mean, right. uh, you know, so I mean, Kevin's always talking about this place in Oklahoma. So I, I Google a place. Yeah, and uh, they they'll do a full hip for seventeen five, right? Here, yeah, Surgery Center of Oklahoma. And here in Illinois, a lot of places you can pay. I know one guy. Uh, well, I don't know him, but one of the guys I know got a hip replacement. He's at. He won't take Medicare or whatever. You got to write him a twenty thousand dollar check just for his part of it, and then you got to pay the hospital like thirty right. or, or more. I'm like, right. anyway, but. This, this oh, oh, by oh, by the way, the Surgery Center of Oklahoma, because they are all inclusive in the price they quote you, their complication rate and their uh, their acquired infection rate in their hospital is a tenth of what it is in the best hospitals in the United States. Uh, one one surprise, but, anyway, get back but to, gee, you know yeah. why? Because they got to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the uh, get back to DeSantis. He reminds me. You ever see the movie The Dead Zone with Christopher Walken? No, it's that a, one I you, have you not. Gotta, first of all, Christopher Walken is a weird duck. Is, is he just died? Didn't he? Or I think he might have. He's I a weird duck. So. I think. But his so. movies were anyway. He he's in a coma for years. I'd, I'd recommend this movie to anybody. It's dark, but he's in a movie, or he was in the movie. But, but he, he was in a coma. Then he and he wakes up from the coma with some sort of special thing where he can see the future a little bit, and he sees this guy running for office reminds me of DeSantis right and left and uh and he's Mr. Kissing Babies this that and the other thing and everybody loves the guy and, and, and he could tell what the guy really was like now he's in a he's in a bed he can't move then he's in a wheelchair and he's trying to get the guy <laughs> and, and it, 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 oh, near, near the end I don't, well I'm gonna ruin the movie he ended up with a gun he didn't he didn't shoot the guy but when somebody found out somebody had a gun the guy, the the, uh, the politician, grabs a baby and holds the baby up in front of him to block the bullet. He knew what he thought. Oh, was this uh, this sounds this yeah. sounds an awful lot like the plot line from Hard to Kill, the Seagal movie. Maybe, yeah. So, but, but anyway, it, it it was pretty interesting. But the Santa seems to me like he, there's something about this guy that's just a little too slick or something. I, I but to get to, get to my point, one of the reasons why I mean we talk about this LGBT and this is a this is a, a lesson for Andrew over there. The reason why, or one of the reasons why th- that community gets an awful lot of attention, I'll use the term, the same reason why old people get a bunch of attention, everybody knows they all vote. Right. And if you were to take the, the uh, votes from Boys Town away from this last mayor's election, and it, 
I'm hoping I'm giving wishing the mayor good luck. I hope he grows into the job. I don't think he's a dummy. Uh, I don't think Paul Vellis was the savior. I w- I'm willing to give this guy a chance on a short leash <laughs> mentally, because uh, I, you know, I don't. He's gonna have to change a lot of what he said to do a good job. And maybe I was gonna you know, say, I, I think yeah. you're being incredibly kind here. <laughs> well, I'm saying people have done that. You, you say what you need to get in, and then you do what you have to when you're in. But some people have done that. Uh, but anyway, I'm giving a guy. I'm giving him a month, Carl. Let's put it that way. Uh, but if anybody else really wanted Vallis in, the the other people, shall we say, I'd say if you look at the percentage of votes coming out of that area versus, you know, some lily white areas or however many in the city that are, but I'm gonna say you don't you don't you don't you don't say something you don't ask you don't get. You know, uh but why why do politicians always take care of old people? They all vote. Well, yeah, sure, but, uh, well, sometimes they vote even after they're dead. Well, but I'm uh, saying the, 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 <laughs> the issue with no, D- Disney, you see what happens with the Bud Light here in Chicago. Right. I mean, the... Oh, now everybody's mad. But, but, but yeah, but, but I mean, saying, when I say these people, they're, they're in tune with... I'm going to put myself in the same group, because when I was in college, the young people were a serious voice because of Vietnam. Right. We were a serious right. voice. Everybody voted. Everybody was was going to get their say if they could. You'd write the papers. You do. You'd, everybody was involved. Okay, and and guess what? We young people were a force to be reckoned with because we were, we read every news thing. We listened to everything because the thought of being in a thicket the next day with somebody shooting. I, 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 I yeah. was going to say they were yeah. threatening to draft you and send yeah. you put over there and hand you a rifle. Right, and so obviously. People in, uh, in these communities that feel that they've been left out, and they have for a long time, uh, right now they're saying no more of that. Old people, they want to, they say, "Hey, I've been here my whole life. I, I gave a lot to this place. Don't count me out." I'm, I'm not, I'm not criticizing them. I'm, I'm, I'm applauding them. But what I'm saying is, Disney now has to be concerned about everybody. These people are customers. Old people, gay people, other people—they're all customers. Now, you know, when, when the, they have to act differently, they have to respond differently to their business than the governor does to his. He's trying to make a name for himself, right. and he's going to push back on all this stuff, and it's going to be nationwide because a real lot of people think things have been pushed a little too far. You might be in that camp. I might even be in that camp. How, how far is a little far? I don't think it's that much too far. I mean, because people have been discriminated against for a long time. But maybe it's a little too far. Or, or they want to go a little too, whatever. There's people who feel that way. Now, this guy is setting himself up as the guy that's going to stop all this. And, and, and he's willing to fight Disney over something that probably don't even need to fight about, I'm thinking. Right. But they both are going to get their piece out of it, you know, I think. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think this is, uh, you know, there's, there's a number of things that are, are uh, you know, can snowball out of control Without with a this doubt. sort of thing. And uh, some of it, I mean, you know, it's uh, we we are we are looking at the, you know, some of the other angles on this as well. With, you know, as I said, with I'm looking at it with a rather jaundiced eye. This whole artificial intelligence thing and Schumer doing his screaming. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the the lack of attention that a lot of people are paying to this. You just there's an article out this morning that uh, that China. Uh, turned over operational control of a orbiting Earth satellite 
to an AI program unsupervised for a period of time. Um, uh, <laughs> the bad things that could come out of something like that, I think we, you know, we all ought to think about, right? When you say artificial, somebody's telling her what to do. Somebody, has to, somebody created hell. Well, yeah. Now you got to be so. Where I draw the distinction is this: there has no, so far, there has never been a demonstration of actual artificial intelligence. Okay, in other words, out of scope. These are these are language models. You speak to them, they they answer. Okay, the difference between that is that my cat displays actual intelligence. The cat observes something in its environment and decides it's going to try to figure out well, can I eat that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, and and has, has so it. It's out of scope. It, it, I, I didn't prompt the cat to do something. The cat decided to do it on its own. Uh, no so-called artificial intelligence agent has has ever displayed that sort of capacity. Uh, I haven't even seen you know the, the dimmest ember of that kind of a thing happening so far. What I am very concerned about, though, is that all these people that have exploited the GPUs these graphics processing cards that are in every computer nowadays uh, for you know for Bitcoin mining and things like this for the you know for for doing this cryptocurrency stuff. Um, the latest push in this area is not taking trillions of pieces of information like Chat GPT or whatever have you and and you know having it write your term paper for you. Uh, and then you know, hopefully you get away with it. And the, and the professor doesn't feed it back into there and say, "Oh, by the way, did you write that?" Yeah, <laughs> um, you know. Which, and and incidentally, there's a there's a huge controversy going on right now down in Texas. Some professor did do that, uh, and and declared that the entire class had cheated, which turned out to be false. Now think about the defamation potential here. Who gets tagged when somebody does that? All right, there's a real problem here with liability control, uh, and and if we give these kinds of of so-called artificial intelligence things, let's say that let's say that we turn over the decision making in a hospital in terms of what drugs you get or what therapies you get to to one of these things and it kills somebody. Oh yeah. Oh. All right, who gets who gets the bill for the the butcher's bill for that? How how do we you know who who get, and who gets away with it? What happens when we just we just had this happen recently? We had an AI accuse uh, Turley of sexual assault and cited an article that didn't exist as a source. Well, if you're a professor, all you have to do is say, "Here's the four chapters of the book I want you to read in the first hour and a half, and the next hour, here's a blue book. Write me a paper, and that way." Well, then there's the problem. Yeah, problem solved, right? Yeah. What you this think is not anyways. that hard. This is not that hard. Well, as long as as long as you don't let them leave the room and don't let them have any electronic devices. Right. In well, I mean, you can do yeah. that. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I understand. I'm just saying that there's it, the the bigger issue though that we're going to face here within the next year or two, and I and I I see this coming already, is that your computer on your desk likely has enough power right now to run a you could call it simplified but it's not it's a different approach to this kind of a problem on the graphics processing card that's in your box 
which now means that this becomes decentralized. It becomes available to anybody that has a few hundred dollars. It is no longer something that has to run on supercomputers and big clusters of cloud machines and stuff like this. It now ends up everywhere, and, and it will be a very short period of time before that sort of thing is used to tamper with human experience. For example, you have a video circulated of you raping a six-year-old. It is not real. That's a problem. Yeah. It didn't happen, but it is convincing enough that you could get a conviction. That's a real problem. Yeah. Yep. And, and oh, by the way, um, how do you know this kind I of mean, stuff is, isn't this, already going why, on? Why is this... Well, let, well, let me tell yeah. you where this... And, and by the way, this threat is already there. When Rittenhouse was on trial, he was being prosecuted, remember, for his intervention up in the, you know, up in the riots during the Summer of Love. Okay. The prosecution tried to get introduced into the trial a... The, the video that was available was of relatively low quality and low resolution. It was security camera footage. Okay, it was never intended to be used as you know as proof of anything, right? Other than you know some thugs ripping off my car lot. Okay, the prosecution tried to get a AI enhanced version of that video into the trial, and in that enhanced video, it showed him raising the weapon, not in a defensive posture, but offensively. The judge was having none of it, wouldn't let it in. If it had been introduced, he would have been convicted. Absolutely would have been convicted of murder. How, how, I... It was false, Chief. I know, but how, how easy, I mean, I've seen people, you know, be able to take somebody's face online and, and, and redo their face and give them hair and all that kind of stuff. In other words, how, how close, I mean, if somebody, I don't know how to do any of this stuff, but, I mean, they, they could give me a... Dark hair again, and, uh, and, and and I guess they could make me look like I was thirty years younger. I mean, you can do that right now. I mean, is, is this that big of an advance, or is it just a little bit of an advance? Well, it's it the the difference is is that you know green screen and and tampering with stuff like that is nothing new. I wrote a you know back back uh, when when Obama was in office, and the the whole thing with Martin and uh, you know and Zimmerman happened down in Florida. Uh, which was when I was uh, I was pretty heavily involved in the Libertarian political party as well. Uh, NBC got caught doctoring a call and uh, and video of him being arrested. Uh, they put they cleverly placed their channel logo over the top of the back of his head where it was obvious that his back of his head had been bashed against something. Well, it turns out that that's the reason he shot the kid because he was. He had been mounted, and he was having his head bashed against a concrete sidewalk. Uh, if he had good. not shot him, he would have been dead. Okay, but it's, we're not. So, we're not. We're not there yet. The Star Trek episode where, well, uh, well, where now, the, thing, the thing starts to learn how to protect itself and all the other stuff. Well, we? you better hope it doesn't go there because if if it doesn't require large scale infrastructure, if it can run on your PC, okay, and this is where the risk comes from. If that happens. There are two things that every single organism we've ever observed have as their first two orders of business. The first one is sustenance, and the second one is reproduction. And God forbid that kind of a thing shows up in an artificially intelligent device 
that is capable of replicating into something as minor as your laptop or your desktop computer. Well, yeah, it's. Uh, I remember those episodes. Still well, guess yeah. what? You know what? There was there was a movie in night. I think it was nineteen seventy was when it was released. It's called Colossus: The Forbin Project. You really want to see how bad things can get and how fast? Go watch that. There's that been, might there's been be science fact. Well, there was two thousand and one. Hal. <laughs> well, yeah, but Hal was at least on the way to Jupiter. Yes. This happened here. <laughs> Hell, but it turned back. Who knows what the sequel would have been. Well, Carol, there you go, you t- know. Take care of yourself. Have a good weekend. SP Futures up 13. Has years of 18. Doesn't look like this, this rally's stopping at all here. We'll see. Back, back on Monday, Stocks and Jocks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.